It is drama. It's like the real housewives of chicken land. I mean, seriously. Welcome to the Million Dollar Landscaper Podcast. We're your hosts, Scott and Katie Mulchan, and we make it easy to start working on, not just in your landscaping business. We're a real couple that helped grow our family business to well over a million dollars in revenue. And now we help other landscaping business owners just like you to do the same. Are you ready to build your business? Let's get started. Before we get into today's show, a big thank you to our sponsor, Send Gym. If you want to get the lead you want and turn your current clients into raving fans, then you need to try Send Gym. They've created an exclusive offer just for our listeners. If you sign up today, you can get your first month for just $2. So if you haven't already, go to sendgym.io forward slash MDL, where you can get even more exclusive deals just for Million Dollar Landscaper podcast listeners. That's sendgym.io forward slash MDL and take advantage of these awesome deals today. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Today, we are super excited to talk to Michelle Myers of Pink Collars. Um, she's the founder and the CEO of Pink Collars. And it's basically like administrative support for landscaping businesses. There's other businesses, but we only want to talk about landscapers today. Um, <laughs> and she actually has a background in commercial construction and design. And so we always like to talk to people that have skills that are specifically for our listeners. And so I think that is great. But even more importantly, Michelle lives outside of D.C. with her partner and three children. And those are fine. But she has three French bulldogs and 14 chickens. And so if you ask me, that's the pretty fun and pretty interesting part because dogs are one of my faves and chickens as well. Because we used to have chickens at our old house. We can't have them where we live now. So whenever I talk to chicken people, I'm like, how many did you have? Yay! What do they look like? Are they laying eggs? Do you eat them? <laughs> Luckily, we got that kind of out of the way before we started. I badgered her with chicken questions, but we're happy to have you here today. <laughs> Thank you, Katie. Thank you for being here. <laughs> and it gave me an excuse if you're watching this on YouTube to bust out my pink glasses. I love it. Because when, when we pulled up the video and you had your pink hat and your pink glasses, I'm like, I'm doing it. Let's do it. Let's totally do it. I am always happy to be on brand for you. Let's totally do it. Well, I'm trying to get in the Christmas spirit. It's hard because pink is not necessarily a Christmas color. True. But I'm going to make it so. <laughs> At some point in my life, I'm going to make it so. But yeah, chickens are a side hustle, I like to call it, of mine. I love them. There's a massively big Facebook group in our area called the Loudoun County Chicken Chat. That's amazing. And my husband thinks it's like more drama than any Real Housewives <laughs> series out there. I mean, Andy Cohen's got <laughs> nothing on these ladies with the chickens right? That's awesome. We laugh a lot. And we have a lot of chicken jokes. I have chicken leggings. I have all kinds of chicken stuff. So I'm, I'm happy to bring my chicken humor with me. Awesome. Yeah. That just shows you're <laughs> so the right caliber of people. Me. That's awesome. Yes. And three French bulldogs. My husband is always threatening to get a real dog um, because he's convinced that our dogs are just pretend couch dogs. They're not actually real dogs. <laughs> so Well, if it helps, we have like an 85 pound greyhound oh. who is a couch dog. So, I mean, he is probably of the size to be considered a real dog, but he's, nice. he really just is a big cat that takes naps all day. He's so. a big baby. I love it. Baby. I love yeah. it. I love it. <laughs> we appreciate you being out here today. And listen, Pink Collars is like an extra resource you guys can use to uh, get you out of the, or not necessarily get you out of the field, allow you to stay in the field and allow somebody else to take over like the administrative duties, right? Absolutely. We work on all the major CRMs that support landscapers. So jobber, single ops, service autopilot. I mean, you can name 
name them. If there's a CRM out there that you utilize in your business, we can remotely log into it and place all of the call information, chat information, email information, all into your specific CRM. And then we just schedule your work and schedule your estimates if you're still doing them in person. I know a lot of folks pivoted to online this year, which was really cool. Mm -hmm. Helped our process out a lot because we could just send estimates to homeowners right on the phone. So that was really cool. But if you're still doing them in person, you know, for hardscape installs or anything else, we can set up all your appointments and get you to the front door of the customer in an efficient way. So really cool thing about what we do is just help keep you out in the field selling and growing your business. And we take all of that sort of day-to-day phone, email, text, chat, all of that customer communication just off your plate so you can keep being out there and doing the awesome job of growing your company. So that's what we do. This is great, especially for people that have their office like still in their house. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They might not want to hire like a full-time secretary to sure. you know, sit in their living room sure. or anything. And so it's true. especially for those people that you know haven't quite branched out to an office yet. I think it's great because it sounds so simple. Yeah. But we tell so many landscapers, we're like, you know what, if you would just answer the phone, it would help a lot. It would. (laughs) (laughs) And so it's really, it's a simple thing, but it's hard because like you said, they are busy. Everybody's out in the field, da, da, da. And I am also a huge fan of getting things off of the business owner's plate. So if this is something that they can hire somebody to do and get this off their plate, all for it. Yeah. Thank you. No, it's, it's super helpful. We've found a lot of really good synergy with not only landscapers, but tree folks. So anybody out that does a field service or home service business, all the pain points are the same. The cool part is that we have clients all over the country. So if somebody's doing something really cool over on the West Coast and we want to share it with some of our East Coast clients, that makes it really fun to be able to kind of introduce people that they can mentor one another and help each other with things that they might be having a pain point with. So that's fun too. That's amazing. That's awesome. I love that part. <laughs> I love networking with people and just yeah. shooting ideas off each other. That's great. So. <laughs> Me too. Me too. So today we kind of want to talk about what an interesting year it's been. 2020 has been a little crazy for some of us and, and <laughs> yep. it's, it's been good and it's been bad. We've seen both sides of the spectrum and, and the landscaping side. Yeah. For the most part, I think it's been a really good year for landscapers. They've been able to do a lot more work. Yep. People have been home and looking outside and looking in the backyard and like, oh, we need to do something. So what's your thoughts on that? You know, we've seen growth too. So it's been interesting. We found that, you know, obviously everybody in February and March, when this all started to emerge, yep. panicked, right? Homeowners panicked, service providers panicked, all of us panicked. It was like a collective worldwide panic. And then once everybody kind of was finished with the real overwhelming fear, and uncertainty, everybody just kind of looked at their business and said, I've got to fight. I've got to decide today if I'm going to continue on and the grass is going to grow and the trees are going to need to be trimmed and things are going to need to be done. And I'm going to be that person in my service area that is just going to push through. And so we saw landscape guys just absolutely pivot so beautifully. I had a couple of our clients that said, well, if we're not going to do a ton of landscape, let's install vegetable gardens. Okay. If we're not going to do this, let's start building fire pits. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's start helping people with small animal enclosures. I mean, I saw so many crazy ideas that went around and people were able to just bring money in while everybody was kind of starting to resettle into this new normal. And then once new normal sort of happened in April and May sort of showed up and grass started growing and things started happening and people started getting more confident, 
I, I saw the same thing as you all. I saw a ton of growth, a ton of opportunity, and a lot of pride in people's homes. People were stuck there, right? And they didn't have the resources yeah. or the freedom to go on vacations. So they said, well, if, it's, if we're going to be here, let's make it awesome. So a lot of hardscape installs, a lot of fire pits, a ton of, like I said, gardening, and then a ton of just new landscape clients that said, you know, this whole working from home thing really kind of whips on me and I'm exhausted on the weekend and I need help with my lawn care. So a ton of new clients too. It was really surprising how that changed. So we saw a really good improvement, I think, overall in landscaping. Yeah. We also saw an increase too, and actually people getting into landscaping because they got laid off from, you know, originally. So they started doing this because they can make money mowing lawns or what have you. So yeah. I think it's been, it's been a, it's been an interesting year. It absolutely has been. <laughs> and, and that's always in times of trouble that there's opportunities. It's just, are you going to see them or not? And it's an interesting time to be an entrepreneur. I would not say it's easy, <laughs> but it is an interesting <laughs> time for sure. <laughs> yeah. I think there's, there's a lot of pluses we can take out of this too and find what went well and what you can actually do for next year. And I think looking for other opportunities, like you said, is, is really important. Like the gardening, uh, we had one of our academy mm-hmm. members, he started building these gardening boxes out of this wood. Like and- raised bed. Perfect. Because that was real popular for people that may have low back issues or something. They want to have something a little higher. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, that pivot is really important. Yeah. And I think it kind of goes back to like any time, like in a recession, you have to look at other avenues or different resources to, to expand your business. And it's, it's just another play off of that this year, I think. Is that what you're seeing too? Absolutely. And the just the the move to continuity, I think, is another word that I've seen this mm-hmm. whole year just sort of happen. A lot of business owners that did have a traditional office said, I care about my office person or people, and I care about my field staff. So I have to separate everybody a little bit. So a lot of people learned how to send their teams home and work remotely mm-hmm. for the admin side or office side. So they were doing what we do every day. So that was cool to watch. <laughs> and then I loved how, you know, they did morning standups out in public or outside. They did a lot of team-based events and, you know, kind of getting the whole team together on Zoom or on Slack. I saw a ton of technology kind of be introduced into landscaping this year that I hadn't really seen, which was also really, really cool. And I think those things are here to stay. And I think for anybody who pivoted and added maybe a new online tool or Zoom or a new person that's working at home, I think that kind of stuff is really here to stay. So I really want to encourage people if they haven't tried anything out or they they maybe shut down a little bit or maybe just sent one or two people home. Look at some of those tools this year while it's quiet in this off season and see what you can bring into your business that will help you be able to maintain that consistent service no matter what happens, right? Because none of us know what's going to happen tomorrow. That's that's all I do know. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Zoom, did you see an increase like on your end of people setting up Zoom meetings and stuff? We did. We absolutely did. Now, as a remote service, we have Zoom as part of our normal process. So if you come in mm-hmm. and fill out a contact form or fill out the intake form on our website or want to get more information about our business, the very first thing we do is set up a Zoom meeting. So we encourage that right at the beginning, because it's really important when you do business with somebody, especially somebody that's going to take care of your company every day, you want to qualify them. You want to see them. You want to make sure they're real. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure they own three dogs and 14 chickens, <laughs> right? They, they wear zany hats. I mean, you got to make sure that this person's real. And the best way for us to accomplish that is through Zoom for our business. And so once we set that tone with the landscape company, they kind of embrace the technology a little bit more. 
And once I tell them, hey, you can do this all on your phone. It's not like you have to be trapped anywhere. Mm -hmm. Then they're like, okay, let's do it. We also use a really cool tool here at Pink Collars for external and internal use called Slack. And it's an asynchronous communication device, texting basically on steroids. And it has a video feature. And so one of the things we do monthly is check in with our clients on Slack video with our management team. And that's also super important just to make sure you see the person's face. You can understand, you know, what's happening in the business. Are there challenges? What's going on? I mean, I did one in the Costco parking lot yesterday. So it's like (laughs) everybody can be mobile, right. And still do um, business. And I think that's really, really important to make sure that at some point, your entire company can run on this thing. I mean, this is what we all should be going for, right? Can we run our business on this thing? That's what I'm trying to do. I love that because landscapers don't have time to always sit in the office and take a call. So yeah, you hit the nail on the head. If they can do it, you know, sit in their truck and have a Slack call with you real quick or whatever. Perfect. Yeah, it makes it so much easier. We have to curtail our business needs to really the home service provider, the landscaper, Mm -hmm. the guy who's in the truck running because all the fires he's putting out all day long are nothing compared to what we're handling. So we really want to reach out to them and live in their world if we can. I think it's like you said, it's really forced landscapers too to try to change and bring in more technology. Well, that's what I love. I always say I love this world of the interwebs because we've been in the landscaping industry for a very long time. Yeah. Stuff like this didn't exist. No. no. However many years ago, there was none of this. You had to either hire somebody full or part time to actually physically sit in the office, answer the phone, yep. which is fine if your company is big enough. At some point you need an office manager. Sure. But this is a perfect solution for somebody who's just maybe not quite there yet, but yeah. still needs that service done. Like it's still got to be done. Yeah. And so I think you really found a void and filled it. And so thank you. And I, I think what we'd also bring to the table, not that this is the pink colors commercial, but yeah. it's really important to understand that a landscaper has started his landscape business so that he doesn't have to be in an office. I know that might be a shock to all the listeners here, <laughs> but yes. that's kind of why you do what you do, right? Because you don't want to be sitting here, right? This yep. is not where you want to live, right? Yep. And so that That's awesome. And I honor that and I appreciate that. And that is so cool. So why not outsource or let somebody who is kind of a dork for computers, that's me, right? kind of a dork (laughs) for numbers, that's me, kind of a dork for, you know, technology and customer service and getting things through the pipeline. Why don't you let somebody who's really good at that just handle it for you? And you just open up this guy every day and we'll tell you where it's going to happen. We'll just tell you where to go. Let's go. Right. Yeah. Let's do this. So, that's the part I love is that we just solve that problem for guys and women, of course, and gals, but we just solve that problem. Yes. yes. (laughs) No, it's, it's perfect. Like you said, because it is hard to convince landscapers. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs in general that you will get more done if you just kind of live in your zone of genius, because entrepreneurs tend to just do everything themselves Mm -hmm. because that's why they started their business. You're used to just having to do everything yourself. And so I think it's great that they don't have to do everything themselves, but we just, yes, we have to convince them that you will be more productive. If you just go sell work, if that's what you're good at, go do that. Like you said, let somebody else do the things that are not in your zone of genius. Even if it's going to cost you a little money up front, it will be well worth it in the end. It's totally true. I do it in my own business. There are certain things that I just cannot do and I have to let it go. And it's it's hard. It's hard as a business owner. So it's a struggle for all of us. We've had the same problem because some people are stubborn and just want to do everything (laughs) themselves all the time. And then their wives have to badger. I wonder who that is. Right. And be like, will you please just hire a virtual assistant? 
reason for this. So we get it because we've lived it too. Mm-hmm. So that, no, that's why this is, it's so perfect. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, it's hard. I grew up, like I said, I told you earlier, I grew up farming. And so you had to do everything yourself. You had to repair the equipment and everything. So it's just kind of how you brought up. And I think a lot of people kind of come from that same mindset. And once I started seeing the advantage of doing this type of thing, I want to do it About all the time. About sourcing, like, yeah. I'm doing it all the time. Like, let other people do it. Yeah, it becomes easier. It's like raising children. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you kind of always kind of letting them go. There's a process of letting them go. And so if you take those same skills of raising, being a parent, Perfect. you know, it's, it's kind of the same trick, you know, you gotta let them break a few eggs and skin a few knees and mess up a few things yep. and it's going to be okay. It really is going to be okay. Yep. <laughs> I love it. Um, and when we were talking before we started rolling the camera here, you said 60% or so of your customers are indeed landscapers. They are. I think that is awesome. And we chatted a little bit about how you actually even To me, this goes one step above and beyond is you encourage landscapers to even have more seasonality to their business, like not just the one big landscaping season. You actually will, like you said, you have people all over the place. And so you've got information about what people are doing all over the United States and you'll share that information. And you talk specifically about Christmas lighting, about how that's something that landscapers can do to extend their season or add another season. They can just add another thing. And I think that's one of the things I've seen in COVID is that people are not as risk averse, right? If things are going to go sideways, why not just roll the dice and do something? And I think Christmas lights, there are Christmas light franchises out there that you can get involved in if you're not sure about the systems or the process, Mm -hmm. but keeping your team together and keeping them working throughout, you know, the full end of December, if not the middle of January is so beneficial for your business. I mean, I was just talking to a guy this morning, Mm -hmm. window washer, and he's like, We do four 10-hour days. They get three-day weekends through the season. And then we do Christmas lights. Then we do car detailing. I mean, he had all these things where he was just cleaning and moving through different things. I loved that sort of annual view of his company instead of just, we just clean windows and it's only for these months because we live in the Northwest. Um, He really extended his year. And so that really helps keep his guys motivated and keep the people working, which is really another thing I thought was so challenging for this year. I know for me, I felt like I was just fighting to save everyone's jobs, right? I was just fighting to keep clients going and keep everybody happy and keep people going. And so if you're an entrepreneur like me, or like I'm sure you guys are, if you lead with your heart, you want your people to stick, you know, you want your people to stay with you. And so Mm -hmm. to have that income coming in November, December, January, and that can just kind of bounce you through to February or March when the season really starts really is helpful. And so I would encourage anybody in this year, especially now, now that it's a little bit quieter, look at something that you can pick up, look at a Christmas light side hustle, look at, um, you know, like the raised bed side hustle, look at something else because consumers are still spending money and they're spending money on their home. So you're really in a wonderful position to make really extra income right now. I know I've done more projects than this year than I have in five years on my house. (laughs) I have a list. Oh, and me too. I had a monster (laughs) list. And my husband, Doug, he's like, really? I'm like, just get the guys, do the stone, do the rocks, do the thing, like whatever it is. 
this. Just do it. <laughs> Let's just get this done. Yeah. Come on. So I know I, as a consumer, was that way. And I feel like a lot of people feel that way yes. still. So please be encouraged that there's still money to be made and there's still people out there wanting things done. Just find out what that is and, and make it happen. <laughs> what are the challenges do you think uh, well, landscapers, any service provider actually saw this year? You know, I think the $600 of extra unemployment was a little bit of a hard pill for us business owners to swallow. It was really hard for us to look at that 15 to 20 or even 10 to $20 an hour person in our company and say, oh, that's right. You actually make more money sitting at home. Mm-hmm. And that was really hard. And I know that people didn't really look for jobs. Mm-hmm. Another thing I took away from this morning, I was on with somebody else and they said they felt like their hiring pipeline almost froze in like June and July. Right. Nobody was looking for jobs. It was like everybody was just on pause. So I felt like a lot of companies, landscape and everyone, felt a real difficulty finding people that wanted to work in that mid to late summer period. And then all of a sudden in September, when the money was gone and things were, people were going to school and kids were back online and it was like they didn't want to be at home anymore. There was all of a sudden all these applicants again. So it was a really hard year to do seasonal employees for sure. And that's, again, speaks to the nature of how it's so important to keep your people from year to year if you absolutely Mm -hmm. possibly can. I think laying them off in the wintertime is so painful because they get distracted. They get untethered from your culture Mm -hmm. and from your company and from you as an owner. And then they just sort of get lost and go off and find another job. So that's going to be something I think people are really going to focus on this next year is culture keeping people employed, keeping good employees and not having to rebuild your team every year, which is so hard, mm-hmm. so hard to do. It is. And it, it's so hard just to find people, even besides the issues we had this year, but trying to find somebody and keeping them is so important because you spend all that money training them and yeah. energy training them. It, yeah. You want to keep them. And that's something we did in our business. Like we even tried rebuilding pallets, just go around collecting pallets and rebuilding them, just trying to find ways to keep our team going. And yeah, you got to get creative sometimes, but do. you, you got to do what you can do to keep people. So true. So What do you think we can actually learn from these challenges? How do you think we can apply that to 2021? Well, I think that everybody should kind of look at their business and what got broken, right? What in the process got busted in 2020, (laughs) right? You know, was it hiring that I didn't have locked and loaded? Was it training? Was it technology? Did we have the tools to send the office person home? Did we have the tools to have the owner be on the phone every single day? Did we have the tools, technologically speaking, to make it easy for our customers to do business with us? That was the other thing that I saw, a massive push of companies saying, I want to have homeowners be able to get on our website, find out how much our prices are, and schedule an appointment to have us seen. They wanted to streamline or automate a lot of that stuff this year. So I would look at those pain points, hiring, training, any sort of technology, And then your finances and your budget. Right now is a time where a lot of business owners have hit the pain threshold. I've got a lot of my business owners that are like, this is the first year I ever thought about selling my company. This is the first year I ever thought about just getting out. And so believe me, your competitors are feeling that same pain. And so if you want to be a monster in your service area, now's the time to approach those guys and go, I'm going to buy your phone number and I'm going to buy your list. I'm going to take over. You know, Mm -hmm. so don't be afraid of acquiring something 
something or asking those kinds of questions of your competitors and you know who they are in your service area. So I think getting those things kind of in your mind, how can you fix the brokenness and then looking forward to seeing maybe you can acquire somebody that has some of these systems and some of these processes solved and it might actually help you both. So I think there's a ton of opportunity and a lot of positive stuff has come out of this and it's just going to be those who really continue to push forward, I think will be successful in 2021. I hope that helps. <laughs> I think that's that's a really good point. I never thought about going out, reaching out to somebody else to see about buying their business, but yeah. we actually saw in our area, like a pretty good sized landscape company has been around, I don't even know exactly, but 20 some years. Yeah. They closed their doors this year. Like, yeah, we all kind of like, what, what happened here? You know, we thought they were doing really well. And it just and, goes to show you don't know what's yeah. going on behind the scenes. You don't. Yeah. And it could have been emotional reason, health reason, yeah. family yeah. reason. It could have been any reason. Yeah. Right. And that's why you should always know your competitors and just have friendly competition. You know, you should see them, you know, at the coffee shop and say hi. And you should always have that open communication because you never know when that opportunity could come for you to really double your company size in a really easy way. In our area, we actually have like a little a smaller landscape association. So there's 20 some landscapers that get together every month. Perfect. And they kind of talk. This year has been a little different with the COVID, but for the most part, every month they get together and just talk about whatever, you know, any issues and they bring in speakers and stuff. So I think it's that's a really good way to network and a good way to yeah. grow your business and find out other things, other techniques and tips. So there's a lot to learn from this year and it, it can apply for many years to come. And it's the same thing like we said with the recession, mm-hmm. learning from those things and how you can grow from there. So yeah. So if so. somebody's ready to start, you know, maybe just taking over the world, yeah. dominating in their area and doing all that. Of course. And they would like to hire, <laughs> you know, a company like yours to help them out. So they have the time to go out and do all this. What's your process? What do we do here? Our process is pretty cool. You visit our website. There's a couple of forms on there. One's just a regular old contact form. And I keep meaning to make a really funny video. Like everybody hates a contact form. Mm -hmm. Like I want to like look in the camera, right? (laughs) And I say something totally snarky about, we all know that really what a contact form (laughs) means is you want more information, but you don't really want to commit yet. It's kind of like coffee for a date instead of dinner. (laughs) We know. This is a perfect idea. Right? Because I hate filling out contact forms too. I'm like, they're going to try to sell to me. I, know. I I don't know if I want to buy anything. Exactly. So I need to make this video that says, A, <laughs> we're not going to spam you to death. B, <laughs> we got like, right? Like all the good things. Yes. But anyway, you can go onto our website, pinkcollars.com. It is spelled a little bit differently than what you would think. Okay, yep. um, actually, in the business world, everybody knows white collar, right? White collar people with suits and ties. Yes. Um, the blue collar working person is a blue collar. And in the world of acronyms, a pink collar was for anybody in the admin or support space. And it was a... Ter- I didn't know this. Yeah, it was a term that was used in the 40s and 50s here in the US to talk about people that were in secretarial pool or whatever. Okay. So we kind of took a spin on that and then just spelled it C-A-L-L-E-R-S, like calling on the phone. So pinkcollars.com, you fill out a contact form that will get you into an email email that'll say, Hey, thanks for filling out our contact form. Please go in and fill out this, like sort of get to know you. And it asks you a few questions about your business to make sure we're a good fit because we can't serve everybody. Right. And we also want to make sure that we're not hitting you at a time in your business where you're either too small or too big, or there's just a few little things that we've learned along the way in these last four years about how to be successful (laughs) with you and how to pair ourselves with a company that's got similar goals and similar culture to ours. So it, it really does matter. Matter because 
what we're doing is pairing you up with an individual. So we're not like a lot of our other services out there, our other competitors maybe, that have a whole room full of people or a calling tree, which means that your phone rings and it could be Susie on day one and Martha on day two and April on day three. It's one person. And so we're really impacting somebody's life by giving them a job. And so we want to make sure that you're going to be a really cool, awesome client that's going to pay and be here and be sustainable so that we can provide that job for the person in our side. So it's really kind of like a matchmaking thing. I love that part about it is that we really get to match people with one another and then they can work remotely together. So it's pretty easy. And then you get on Zoom with my husband, Doug, because that's really important that we see you and that we know who you are. Mm-hmm. After that, we do an onboarding and implementation sort of part, three days, and then we cut you loose onto the team that you've been assigned to. And it's pretty cool. We're always available. So it's not like we let you go right out of the nest, but we do Mm -hmm. uh, hand you over to our very capable team that can handle, take care of you guys and and handle your business. So I did see some too today on your website. I didn't realize that you're a Shinfu advisors. We are, we are Shinfu certified. So we do uh, participate in the contractor sales Academy. My husband and I both have a ton to learn. That's awesome. About listening (laughs) and not talking so much. And that's That's what they're teaching us, right? To be active listeners, to understand the pain point. And so those guys are great. We love that whole organization. Love those guys. So yeah, happy to be a part of them. Yeah. (laughs) Usually at the end of every interview, we ask like three fun questions from our pod decks, but I didn't grab them. And so I was just going to make up chicken related ones. Oh, I like it. like I said, I just forgot to grab the questions. And so my first question was, do you have roosters in with your hens? I do not. We had a rooster and we thought he was a girl. And so we named him, (laughs) we named her Chanel, like the designer. Yes. (laughs) So Chanel was a gray chicken. She was beautiful. She was lovely. Until we realized that she started making noises early in the morning, unlike the others. Yes. And so we have a very dear friend who has chickens for not only eggs, but also for entertainment. Yes. And he offered to take Chanel. So he renamed Chanel to Chanello. <laughs> and we actually had a visit this past weekend and got to see Chanello. Aw. And he's huge. This chicken's literally like 30 inches tall. And he runs all the ladies over there. I mean, the chicken is huge. Yes. And yeah. runs all the ladies, runs the roost. And he's beautiful. And we love him. Aw. But we have uh, visitation rights. But we have shared custody of Chanello. <laughs> so he's over there. Aw, I love that. Well, because anyone in the chicken world knows like that can be a real issue because we had roosters named Peggy and Lenore. Oh, see? we had requested hens and yep. yeah, we got Peggy and Lenore and it's always hard to rehome <laughs> them if you have them because not everybody wants them. So we ended up having Peggy and noodles for dinner, but it's fine. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. That's what we had to do because it was too much fighting. So. Oh my word. I love it. But my sister has chickens and she has two roosters right now and it's an okay balance. Like one is definitely like more dominant and in charge, you know, yep. and so, but she is able to keep her other rooster. He sometimes has to have like his alone time. Yeah. Like she'll keep the, the more dominant rooster in the pen and then she'll let the other one out to like get away from him for a little bit. It's drama. It's drama in the hen house all the time. (laughs) It is drama. It's like the real housewives of chicken land. I mean, seriously. It really is. (laughs) There's a lot going on. Yeah. And how do your dogs do with the chickens? Do you free range them or? Um, we free range the chickens. The dogs are on electric fence. We only have one that's very excited about the chickens. Okay. And he has to kind of be in when the chickens are free ranging because he likes to get feathers in his mouth. He doesn't ever hurt them, but he likes to try to catch them. And then it, it's very upsetting for my daughters. So Aww. they don't like that. So 
we we've learned to keep them separated now, but everybody gets along in the old world over here at the Myers compound over here. Everybody gets along. See the compound. That's good. I like it. I actually had a cousin who had chickens and her dog killed a bunch. They don't like But that. luckily our dog never, yeah. we had this mutt, she's since passed, but we just had this, I don't know what kind of dog she was, just a mutt, like a lab spaniel, spaniel uh, mix or whatever. Yeah. She could not have cared less about those things. Like they just walked all around her. She's like, meh, meh whatever. That's great. Wow. Yeah, and I wasn't sure exactly how, you know, um, prey-driven uh, French bulldogs are. No, so. they're pretty much couch potatoes. They don't really care. Yeah, nice. I love it. Well, I love that you have your little compound. I think your business is fantastic. I hope people go ahead and visit your website. We will have it linked up in show notes and all that, because I think people can really, this is something that definitely fills a void, and people can completely benefit from this. So Thank you. And I did do a special landing page for all the listeners Oh, nice! on our website. So it's paintcollars.com forward slash millionaire, because I agree with you guys that every landscaper has the ability to get to a million, no problem. Yep. Um, and that we should encourage them to do so. So what I'm going to do is put an offer together on that page awesome. for all the listeners that'll get them a discount on their implementation fee should we discover that we're a good fit. So I'm going to absolutely put that together for you guys, absolutely only for this podcast. So thank you. Uh, thank you. I love it. Be sure to check that link out so that you can get in front of Doug faster. There you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> love it. Yes, I appreciate it. Um, I yeah. love it. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate that. So No problem. No problem. No problem. Hey, right, Michelle. Well, thank you for taking the time to be on here today. And we uh, we look forward to talking to you more in the future and working with you some more. Sounds good. I'll be out there. <laughs> awesome. Right. Bye, guys. Thank you. Okay, see ya. Bye. Bye. Hey everyone, just want to thank you again for joining us today. If you enjoyed today's podcast, we do ask you for one quick favor. Could you please head over to iTunes and leave us a review? A five-star review is even better, but it helps us get our rankings up and help us spread our message. 